Welcome to Bible in a Year with Bill. In this podcast, the goal is to make our way through the whole Bible in a year. Each day we will be reading from either an Old Testament or a New Testament book, as well as a chapter or two from a more contemplative book, such as Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, or a few others. This year I've decided to read from the Message Paraphrase by Eugene Peterson. This paraphrase is an excellent, easy-to-understand writing that will help to introduce new readers to biblical stories and concepts. It also helps more advanced readers to discover Mr. Peterson's take on the scriptures. Either way, it's a fun paraphrase, and I hope you will enjoy it with me. Let's go! Welcome to you, my brothers and sisters. Today is February 5th. We are on day 36 of Bible in a Year with Bill. We are going through the message, and today we're going to be reading from Exodus chapters 28 to 31, and then we're going to finish off today's reading with a chapter from Proverbs, which is chapter 5. So let's get right into it with Exodus chapter 28. Get your brother Aaron and his sons from among the Israelites to serve me as priests. Aaron and his sons Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, Ithamar. Make sacred vestments for your brother Aaron to symbolize glory and beauty. Consult with the skilled craftsmen, those whom I have gifted in this work, and arrange for them to make Aaron's vestments, to set him apart as holy, to act as priest for me. These are the articles of clothing they are to make breastpiece, ephod, robe, woven tunic, turban, sash. They are making holy vestments for your brother Aaron and his sons as they work as priests for me. They will need gold, blue, purple, and scarlet material, and fine linen. Have the ephod made from gold, blue, purple, and scarlet material, and fine twisted linen by a skilled craftsman. Give it two shoulder pieces at two of the corners so it can be fastened. The decorated band on it is to be just like it and of one piece with it, made of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet material, and of fine twisted linen. Next take two onyx stones and engrave the names of the sons of Israel on them in the order of their birth. Six names on one stone and the remaining six on the other. Engrave the names of the sons of Israel on the two stones the way a jeweler engraves a seal. Then mount the stones in settings of filigreed gold. Fasten the two stones on the shoulder pieces of the ephod. They are memorial stones for the Israelites. Aaron will wear wear these names on his shoulders as a memorial before God. Make the settings of gold filigree. Make two chains of pure gold and brain them like cords. Then attach the corded chains to the settings. Now make a breastpiece of judgment, using skilled craftsmen, the same as with the ephod. Use gold, blue, purple, and scarlet material, and fine twisted linen. Make it nine inches square and folded double. Mount four rows of precious gemstones on it. First row, carnelian, topaz, emerald. Second row, ruby, sapphire, 
crystal. Third row, jacinth, agate, amethyst. Fourth row, beryl, onyx, jasper. Set them in gold filigree. The twelve stones correspond to the names of the Israelites, with twelve names engraved, one on each, as on a seal for the twelve tribes. Then make braided chains of pure gold for the breastpiece, like cords. Make two rings of gold for the breastpiece and fasten them to the two ends. Fasten the two golden cords to the rings at the ends of the breastpiece. Then fasten the other ends of the two cords to the two settings of filigree, attaching them to the shoulder pieces of the ephod in front. Then make two rings of gold and fasten them to the two ends of the breastpiece on its inside edge facing the ephod. Then make two more rings of gold and fasten them in the front of the ephod to the lower part of the two shoulder pieces near the seam above the decorated band. Fasten the breastpiece in place by running a cord of blue through its rings to the rings of the ephod so that it rests secure on the decorated band of the ephod and won't come loose. Aaron will regularly carry the names of the sons of Israel on the breastpiece of judgment over his heart as he enters the sanctuary into the presence of God for remembrance. Place the Urim and Thummim in the breastpiece of judgment. They will be over Aaron's heart when he enters the presence of God. In this way, Aaron will regularly carry the breastpiece of judgment into the presence of God. Make the robe for the ephod entirely of blue, with an opening for the head at the center and a hem on the edge so that it won't tear. For the edge of the skirts, make pomegranates of blue, purple, and scarlet material all around and alternate them with bells of gold, gold bell and pomegranate, gold bell and pomegranate all around the hem of the robe. Aaron has to wear it when he does his priestly work. The bells will be heard when he enters the holy place and comes into the presence of God, and again when he comes out so that he won't die. Make a plate of pure gold, engrave on it as a seal, holy to God. Tie it with a blue cord to the front of the turban. It is to rest there on Aaron's forehead. He'll take on any guilt involved in the sacred offerings that the Israelites consecrate, no matter what they bring. It will always be on Aaron's forehead so that the offerings will be acceptable before God. Weave the tunic of fine linen. Make the turban of fine linen. The sash will be the work of an embroiderer. Make tunics, sashes, and hats for Aaron's sons to express glory and beauty. Dress your brother Aaron and his sons in them. Anoint, ordain, and consecrate them to serve me as priests. Make linen underwear to cover their nakedness from waist to thigh. Aaron and his sons must wear it whenever they enter the tent of meeting or approach the altar to minister in the holy place so that they won't incur guilt and die. This is a permanent rule for Aaron and all his priest descendants. Exodus chapter 29 This is the ceremony for consecrating them as priests. Take a young bull and two rams, healthy and without defects. Using fine wheat flour but no yeast, make bread and cakes mixed with oil and wafers spread with oil. Place them in a basket and carry them along with the bull and the two rams. Bring Aaron and his sons to the entrance of the tent of meeting and wash them with water. 
Then take the vestments and dress Aaron in the tunic, the robe of the ephod, the ephod, and the breastpiece, belting the ephod on him with the embroidered waistband. Set the turban on his head and place the sacred crown on the turban. Then take the anointing oil and pour it on his head, anointing him. Then bring his sons, put tunics on them and gird them with sashes, both Aaron and his sons, and set hats on them. Their priesthood is upheld by law and is permanent. This is how you will ordain Aaron and his sons. Bring the bull to the tent of meeting. Aaron and his sons will place their hands on the head of the bull. Then you will slaughter the bull in the presence of God at the entrance to the tent of meeting. Take some of the bull's blood and smear it on the horns of the altar with your finger. Pour the rest of the blood on the base of the altar. Next, take all the fat that covers the innards, fat from around the liver and the two kidneys, and burn it on the altar. Put the flesh of the bull, including its hide and dung. You will burn up outside the camp. It is an absolution offering. Then take one of the rams. Have Aaron and his sons place their hands on the head of the ram. Slaughter the ram and take its blood and throw it against the altar all around. Cut the ram into pieces. Wash its innards and legs. Then gather the pieces and its head and burn the whole ram on the altar. It is a whole burnt offering to God, a pleasant fragrance, an offering by fire to God. Then take the second ram. Have Aaron and his sons place their hands on the ram's head. Slaughter the ram. Take some of its blood and rub it on Aaron's right earlobe and on the right earlobes of his sons, on the thumbs of their right hands and on the big toes of their right feet. Sprinkle the rest of the blood against all sides of the altar. Then take some of the blood that is on the altar, mix it with some of the anointing oil, and splash it on Aaron and his clothes and on his sons and their clothes, so that Aaron and his clothes and his sons and his sons' clothes will be made holy. Take the fat from the ram, the fat tail, the fat that covers the innards, the long lobe of the liver, the two kidneys and the fat on them, and the right thigh. This is the ordination ram. Also take one loaf of bread, an oil cake, and a wafer from the bread basket that is in the presence of God. Place all of these in the open hands of Aaron and his sons who will wave them before God, a wave offering. Then take them from their hands and burn them on the altar with the whole burnt offering, a pleasing fragrance before God, a gift to God. Now take the breast from Aaron's ordination ram and wave it before God, a wave offering. That will be your portion. Consecrate the wave offering breast and the thigh that was held up. These are the parts of the ordination ram that are for Aaron and his sons. Aaron and his sons are always to get this offering from the Israelites. The Israelites are to make this offering regularly from their peace offerings. Aaron's sacred garments are to be handed down to his descendants so they can be anointed and ordained in them. The son who succeeds him as priest is to wear them for seven days and enter the tent of meeting to minister in the holy place. Take the ordination ram and boil the meat in the holy place. At the entrance to the tent of meeting, Aaron and his sons will eat the boiled ram and the bread that is in the basket. Atoned by these offerings, ordained and consecrated by them, they are the only ones who are to eat them. No outsiders are to eat them. They're holy. 
Anything from the ordination ram or from the bread that is left over until morning you are to burn up. Don't eat it. It's holy. Do everything for the ordination of Aaron and his sons exactly as I've commanded you throughout the seven days. Offer a bull as an absolution offering for atonement each day. Offer it on the altar when you make atonement for it. Anoint and consecrate it. Make atonement for the altar and consecrate it for seven days. The altar will become soaked in holiness. Anyone who so much as touches the altar will become holy. This is what you are to offer on the altar. Two-year-old lambs each and every day, one lamb in the morning and the second lamb at evening. With the sacrifice of the first lamb, offer two quarts of fine flour with a quart of virgin olive oil, plus a quart of wine for a drink offering. The sacrifice of the second lamb, the one at evening, is also to be accompanied by the same grain offering and drink offering. Of the morning sacrifices to give a pleasing fragrance, a gift to God. This is to be your regular, daily, whole burnt offering before God, generation after generation, sacrificed at the entrance of the tent of meeting. That's where I'll meet you. That's where I'll speak with you. That's where I'll meet the Israelites, at the place made holy by my glory. I'll make the tent of meeting and the altar holy. I'll make Aaron and his sons holy in order to serve me as priests. I'll move in and live with the Israelites. I'll be their God. They'll realize that I am their God who brought them out of the land of Egypt so that I could live with them. I am God, your God. Exodus chapter 30 Make an altar for burning incense. Construct it from acacia wood, one and a half feet square and three feet high, with its horns of one piece with it. Cover it with a veneer of pure gold, its top, sides, and horns, and make a gold molding around it with two rings of gold beneath the molding. Place the rings on the two opposing sides to serve as holders for poles by which it will be carried. Make the poles of acacia wood and cover them with a veneer of gold. Place the altar in front of the curtain that hides the chest of the testimony, in front of the atonement cover that is over the testimony where I will meet you. Aaron will burn fragrant incense on it every morning when he polishes the lamps, and again in the evening as he prepares the lamps for lighting, so that there will always be incense burning before God, generation after generation. But don't burn on this altar any unholy incense or whole burnt offering or grain offering, and don't pour out drink offerings on it. Once a year, Aaron is to purify the altar horns. Using the blood of the absolution offering of atonement, he is to make this atonement every year down through the generations. It is most holy to God. God spoke to Moses, when you take a head count of the Israelites to keep track of them, all must pay an atonement tax to God for their life at the time of being registered so that nothing bad will happen because of the registration. Everyone who gets counted is to give a half shekel using the standard sanctuary shekel of a fifth of an ounce to the shekel, a half shekel offering to God. Everyone counted, age 20 and up, is to make the offering to God. The rich are not to pay more, nor the poor pay less than the half-shekel offering to God, the atonement tax for your lives. 
Take the atonement tax money from the Israelites and put it to the maintenance of the tent of meeting. It will be a memorial fund for the Israelites in honor of God, making atonement for your lives. God spoke to Moses, Make a bronze wash basin. Make it with a bronze base. Place it between the tent of meeting and the altar. Put water in it. Aaron and his sons will wash their hands and feet in it. When they enter the tent of meeting or approach the altar to serve there or offer gift offerings to God, they are to wash so they will not die. They are to wash their hands and their feet so they will not die. This is the rule forever for Aaron and his sons down through the generations. God spoke to Moses, Take the best spices, twelve and a half pounds of liquid myrrh, half that much, six and a quarter pounds of fragrant cinnamon, six and a quarter pounds of fragrant cane, twelve and a half pounds of cassia, using the standard sanctuary weight for all of them, and a gallon of olive oil. Make these into a holy anointing oil, a perfumer's skillful blend. Use it to anoint the tent of meeting, the chest of the testimony, the table and all its utensils, the lampstand and its utensils, the altar of incense, the altar of whole burnt offerings and all its utensils, and the wash basin and its base. Consecrate them so they'll be soaked in holiness, so that anyone who so much as touches them will become holy. Then anoint Aaron and his sons. Consecrate them as priests to me. Tell the Israelites, this will be my holy anointing oil throughout your generations. Don't pour it on ordinary men. Don't copy this mixture to use for yourselves. It's holy. Keep it holy. Whoever mixes up anything like it or puts it on an ordinary person will be expelled. God spoke to Moses. Take fragrant spices, gum, resin, anisha, galbanum, and add pure frankincense. Mix the spices in equal proportions to make an aromatic incense, the art of a perfumer, salted and pure, holy. Now crush some of it into powder and place some of it before the testimony in the tent of meeting where I will meet with you. It will be for you the holiest of holy places. When you make this incense, you are not to copy the mixture for your own use. It is holy to God. Keep it that way. Whoever copies it for personal use will be excommunicated. Exodus chapter 31 God spoke to Moses, See what I've done. I've personally chosen Bazalel, son of Uri, son of Hur of the tribe of Judah. I've filled him with the Spirit of God, giving him skill and know-how and expertise in every kind of craft to create designs and work in gold silver and bronze, to cut and set gemstones, to carve wood. He's an all-around craftsman. Not only that, but I've given him Oholiab, son of Ahisamach of the tribe of Dan, to work with him. And to all who have an aptitude for crafts, I've given the skills to make all the things I've commanded you, the tent of meeting, the chest of the testimony and its atonement cover, all the implements for the tent, the table and its implements, the pure lampstand and all its implements, the altar of incense, the altar of whole burnt offering and all its implements, the wash basin and its base, the official vestments, the holy vestments for Aaron the priest and his sons in their priestly duties, the anointing oil and the aromatic incense for the holy place. They'll make everything just the way I've commanded you. 
God spoke to Moses, Tell the Israelites, above all, keep my Sabbaths, the sign between me and you, generation after generation, to keep the knowledge alive that I am the God who makes you holy. Keep the Sabbath, it's holy to you. Whoever profanes it will most certainly be put to death. Whoever works on it will be excommunicated from the people. There are six days for work, but the seventh day is Sabbath, pure rest, holy to God. Anyone who works on the Sabbath will most certainly be put to death. The Israelites will keep the Sabbath, observe Sabbath keeping down through the generations as a standing covenant. It's a fixed sign between me and the Israelites. Yes, because in six days God made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he stopped and took a long, deep breath. When he finished speaking with him on Mount Sinai, he gave Moses two tablets of testimony, slabs of stone written with the finger of God. Proverbs chapter 5 Dear friend, pay close attention to this, my wisdom. Listen very closely to the way I see it. Then you'll acquire a taste for good sense. What I tell you will keep you out of trouble. The lips of a seductive woman are oh so sweet. Her soft words are oh so smooth. But it won't be long before she's gravel in your mouth, a pain in your gut, a wound in your heart. She's dancing down the primrose path to death. She's headed straight for hell and taking you with her. She hasn't a clue about real life, about who she is or where she's going. So, my friend, listen closely. Don't treat my words casually. Keep your distance from such a woman. Absolutely stay out of her neighborhood. You don't want to squander your wonderful life, to waste your precious life among the hard-hearted. Why should you allow strangers to take advantage of you? Why be exploited by those who care nothing for you? You don't want to end your life full of regrets, nothing but sin and bones, saying, Oh, why didn't I do what they told me? Why did I reject the disciplined life? Why didn't I listen to my mentors or take my teachers seriously? My life is ruined. I haven't one blessed thing to show for my life. Do you know the saying, drink from your own rain barrel, draw water from your own spring-fed well? It's true. Otherwise, you may one day come home and find your barrel empty and your well polluted. Your spring water is for you and you only, not to be passed around among strangers. Bless your fresh-flowing fountain. Enjoy the wife you married as a young man. Lovely as an angel, beautiful as a rose, don't ever quit taking delight in her body. Never take her love for granted. Why would you trade enduring intimacies for cheap thrills with a whore, for dalliance with a promiscuous stranger? Mark well that God doesn't miss a move you make. He's aware of every step you take. The shadow of your sin will overtake you. You'll find yourself stumbling all over yourself in the dark. Death is the reward of an undisciplined life. Your foolish decisions trap you in a dead end. So to the Lord who sees everything, who doesn't miss a move we make, thank you, Lord, 
for the reading of your word, and I pray that you would bless this reading. Proverbs 5, don't let your eyes wander away from home. It's that simple. Beware of the temptress that can pull you away from where you belong. Allowing sin and temptation to get a foot in the door will never turn out the way we hope. In this proverb, Solomon refers to her as a a seductive woman with soft words that are oh so smooth. At first glance, this seductive woman can be referring to adultery. Yes, this may be the case. She could be that flirty woman or man that you work with, that extra spin of the roulette wheel, a couple too many drinks at the neighbor's barbecue, or late-night perusing of illicit material on the internet. Absolutely, she could be all of these things that are blatantly designed to suck you in. What about the gossip that we shared about a co-worker who was going through a rough time in his marriage? What about not saying anything when the guys in the locker room are constantly lambasting the new guy who hasn't quite figured out how to properly hold a squash racket? It's so easy to get pulled into little things that will steer us away from the righteous life that God wants for us. We are to flee from temptation. Let no unwholesome words come from our mouths. Be disciplined. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide you and train you to make the decisions that are unpopular. After all, death is the reward of an undisciplined life. Bible in a Year with Bill is a daily journey into Eugene Peterson's The Message Paraphrase of the Bible. Join me every day as we explore the Word of God in a contemporary, easy-to-understand language. If you enjoy what we're doing here, like and subscribe to the podcast and tell some people. And you know what? If you want to contact me, I have set up an email account for this podcast. It is Bill at gmail.com. You can get a hold of me there. Thanks for joining me today, and I will see you tomorrow.